Sarah. What are you doing? Uh, you know, just hanging around in my house, like, <laughs> watching some Netflix and chilling. And now we're recording episode 415 with Woo! all of you. Hello, our friends. We are sneaking closer and closer to yeah. episode 420. <laughs> and People were this really is, sad. There was some confusion. There was... <laughs> You know what? Fair, since the, the people who were yeah. confused, I can only assume were the stoners. <laughs> right. We'll give them a pass. We'll give them a pass. They thought that the we happened to release an episode on 420, and they thought that was going to be the 420 episode. However, yeah. that was But the case. wait is almost over. Correct. And I am a little nervous, but you I shouldn't am also be. excited... Yeah, and now I think I, I'm nervous because you won't actually be here, right? When I when I do it, so I'll be like scared because I don't know how to even hold the marijuana cigarette. Yeah, but I I'm not going <laughs> to make you smoke a marijuana cigarette because you know. <laughs> so I was thinking even you know since I did bake some brownies, yeah, you should just take one of the brownies. Do you think because, you know, like uh, maybe aren't that. those unpredictable though? Like you might overdose. I mean, you're not going to overdose because Ren had one and then he brought some, he gave some to some of his friends and they had some. So I yeah. know that you are safe with yeah. a half of a brownie. Oh, okay. Well, so they took and then they just they take like, like an hour to. Yeah. About yeah. an hour or two, maybe. Oh, okay. An hour. Whatever yeah. you, you're the it's boss It's almost like this. a slow, it, it's like a, a, a slow and, and and steady versus uh like up real quick and down real quick i think oh like so how long does the smoking high last oh uh, i mean maybe like the i think the it's probably different for everybody but like maybe the intensity of it for like for like the real like chill yeah out for like a half hour okay depending on how much you smoke of course and how strong it is that you what you're doing, but I'm not gonna give you the like crazy stuff. And every time I go, I'm always like, give me the 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 bottom of the shelf, the stuff that you don't like, you know. Yeah, easy stuff. Because then you don't. Yeah, then you can well, like, don't get a tolerance. I just want to do whatever's the funniest. So yeah, if smoking you, is funnier, then I'll do mm-hmm. that. If the brownie, oh yeah, funnier, we're doing that. Do that. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that you know why? Because it. the brownie that I made. Is is like relaxing. Like you're gonna like you can just chill and watch a movie, and you're just okay. gonna be like, ah, yeah. You know, it's more like that. It's not like yeah. So I'll get you. I'll get you. I'll get you. You know, there'll be a special. It'll be sorted surprise. out. It'll okay. be all sorted out. There'll be stuff for all occasions. But yes, that not, will be our 420 episode. Five yeah, episodes from now. Yeah, not long at all. Mm-hmm. Something to look forward to. Yes. So, any hoodles, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well. Checking in. Yeah, I feel like spring has sprung over here. We had our first um, takeout experience during quarantine oh. the other day. How was like, it? We waited, you know, like six or eight weeks or whatever it's been. Yeah. Um, it was so good because oh, right? I hadn't What'd had you get? Oh, my God, food. Thai food, right? No, pasta, man. Oh, pasta. Okay, yes. okay, okay, okay. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was What did so you get? Oh, is it from that good Italian place that you took me yeah. for my birthday? Oh, yeah. man, there's no other place. I felt like, you know, how people that go on Survivor, like when they get home, yep. they just are so yep. hungry for all the food that they didn't eat. 
that's how it felt. Like, I was just like, this is the best meal I've ever had. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. Fun. You know, Ren and I have said that we're going to once a week do a, like, at-home date night. And then once a week do a, which is, like, no different than another, another night. Then yeah. all it is is, like, maybe we get, like, a little bit more dressed up and, yes. you know, maybe, like, put out a cheese platter. I think that's you know, super cute. And maybe cute. use wine glasses with the stem. Um, you know, yeah, because you're classy. Because we're classy, and uh, <laughs> and then one night a week, order from a local restaurant to kind of like you know support the local. Yeah, yeah. Caps and like, I love you know, it. It's shops. really fun. And, yeah, and, and they, they said they up. were so busy too. They were because oh. it took them forever, and so we called to check on it. They're like, "We're sorry, we're so busy," and I was so excited oh, for them. Good. Yeah. So the place fun. across the street, the yard house across the street from me. Yeah. has a big old sign that's like, take out beer. <laughs> yeah. I hope that? people are doing that. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you don't want to leave your house and you want, you're like, because one night we did do that when we ran out of wine. I know, yeah. emergency, emergency. Yes. So we ordered uh, like a family pack from, which is funny that they called it a family pack and it came with wine. Um, <laughs> well, you know what? That's, that's it's what you need to survive, being yeah. a family, any kind. Uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, so it came, it was like add on a wine bottle for like half price and we just got the pizza along with it and the wings so because uh, we wanted the, so shout out to Medici's the downstairs <laughs> right underneath my Medici's. house, right right underneath my apartment and it's cool. The chefs are always, <laughs> like they always have the windows open and the doors open because it's like an outdoor patio and it is, we are right above it. Ooh, and I bet they, you get a lot of yummy smells. Oh, so many yummy smells I, oh, and it's like wood burning, it, you know, Italian, sto- like you know, one of those, yes, whatever, so Forno pizza ovens. And, uh, but the chefs are always like rocking out to like house music and they're like having, it's <laughs> like a party down there and it sounds so much fun. So in the afternoon, I'm always like, you know, when they get going and they're cooking and I'm like, they're having a good time down there, man. Good, oh, good for it. them. Good Living for their them, best right? life. Yeah. That room, so. Lincoln would love that because he watched um, Troll, Trolls World Tour, the movie. Oh, yes. It came out a couple weeks ago, and um, he got really into – they are divided, the trolls, into different genres of music. Oh. And he was really into the house music. This doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Why? He – I see how he moves his body. He's very, like, flaily with his <laughs> mood. Like, he's, like – when he moves and when yeah. he used to dance to music when he was little. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it, but it seems yeah. like house music would, would channel that energy into, uh, mm. uh, like, I'm sure there's there, it's only a matter of time before he's raving. <laughs> oh, God. That is so terrible to think Do about. Do they still call it that? I don't even know if it's called that these they, days. I don't they either. They probably don't. They We're don't at all. losers. They don't. But that, I mean, I just didn't see that coming because it's like the one genre that he's never heard. And he was like, what's that song at the beginning of Trolls where oh God. it says like one more time? And I'm like, oh, that's called One, one More Time. time. <laughs> yeah. He's really into that bop. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to introduce him to such good music. <laughs> I'm going to be so the- Oh, I wasn't, uh, maybe he, you know, I, I thought for a while like I had to win him over still. I'm no. really going to get him with the music. Yeah, no problem. I'm going to make him a mixtape. He's going to love it. A mixtape? Do they still do that? Mixtape? No, I don't think they do, Sarah. <laughs> so no mixtape and no raves. Got it. I'm living in, <laughs> clearly living in 2001. <clears throat> yes, I'll tell him you approve, though. You guys yes. can rave together. 
Any hoodles, I wanted to tell you, I watched this documentary last night. It was mm-hmm. so freaking great. What? You have to watch it. It's on Netflix. What? It's called Circus of Books. Oh. And it, I haven't even seen this. I must, it must be just out. I think I got an email a few days ago saying, we, we have a new documentary you'll like. And that was it. And they were right. I loved it. Let me give you the synopsis. This um, couple um, was kind of like flailing in their career and not sure what to do. And um, the wife saw an ad in the paper from Larry Flint, who's the founder yes. of Hustler Magazine. And the they, Larry was looking for secondary or like independent booksellers to be distributors of his pornography. And... Um, and because of like laws that prevented some of the major retailers from doing it. And so they were like, why don't we buy this suffering, uh, bookstore and like become a distributor for Larry Flint. So, Mm -hmm. but they're conservative Jews. And so they're not the type of people you would expect to be distributing pornography. And so that dissonance is enjoyable. But then, (laughs) (laughs) and then over time, they become became the number one distributor of hardcore gay porn in the United States. What? <laughs> well, you know what they say: don't sample your own merchandise. <laughs> well, they didn't. They didn't. To they the, chose a genre. They're like, no, nah, we're good. Yeah, they so had no interest. They followed in, the rules of of yeah, good business. Good business. And like, it was funny because she's now they they have done this for 30 years so she's an older jewish lady now and she was like going through inventory and she'd be like okay put the cock rings over there um i love (laughs) when people you don't expect talk so casually about sex and you're like what did you what just came out of your mouth yeah and then they started producing the films oh well, and I mean, so they were very involved in the creation of this product that they were not even really familiar with, had no interest in, and kind of... Are we sure? Yeah, because um, one of their sons ended up being gay, and it was a and big what problem. <gasps> no! Yeah, but it's Susan, a beautiful... get out! <laughs> I know, that's why it's so great. It's that's the not fair. Story. Well, okay, well... I don't want to spoil it, but no, basically, don't, don't spoil it. Basically, or do you know religion can play funny tricks on us, and so we might. There's this like cognitive dissonance between like what we think is okay, like generally and culturally, mm-hmm. versus maybe what we feel comfortable with our own kids doing. Oh I mean, for God. example, rave music. <laughs> 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 like I'm fine with it in theory, but so yeah, it was just a, a challenge. For them to accept it in in the way that you would think somebody that owned a hardcore gay bookstore would. I can't believe that one, man. Yeah, and it, okay. you can sense the this kind of sadness of the son, but in, it's a happy story, really. But it's just okay. you know the challenges of family life don't stop man. just because you happen to be into gay porn selling. That's really interesting. It's great. It's such a great film, and. I love that the mom, the daughter was filming it and the mom was like, I don't know why you're filming this. Nobody wants to see this. So that was like I, the They theme. say that in everything. That's... <laughs> Nobody's going to watch this. This is stupid. Didn't you say that that's what they said? In, that's what, uh, and I never, I haven't seen it yet in the pharmacy one. The, the Yeah, yeah. Where they're and like, the why are you, like, why are you recording? Dad? Yeah. Why are you recording? 
Right. Thank but goodness for those people. <clears throat> yeah, and it was a tremendous story, and I think you guys will love it. And I just, I love all the uh, B-roll of, like, gay culture in the 80s. And oh, they talk cool. about what it was like that's when cool. going through AIDS and all their customers dying. And, you know, they went, they've been through some shit. Yeah. Oh, of course. And yeah. New York, right? This was in West Hollywood, actually. Oh, West, okay. I don't know why. I thought I... You, well, because they're York. Jewish, maybe. Well, yeah. And but so no. West Hollywood, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So I recommend that if you're looking for something to watch. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, check that out. I also watched, this might have been just as good, the Who Let the Dogs Out documentary. Stop. <laughs> like from the song? Yes. Who, 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 who? This Which, is like the freaking thong song. I'm telling you. Yes. There's probably more to it. This is great. Susie, <laughs> tell me everything. It is so good. My husband is so sick of hearing me talk about it because he didn't watch it. And I'm just like, you have to watch it. We can't talk about it. You just have to watch it. It's so good. Aren't you curious who let them out? (laughs) Lincoln keeps saying that to me. But who did let the dogs out? I'm like, it's the age-old question. We don't know. Um, But that documentary is great because they're trying to figure out who who wrote the song. Who? Because there apparently have been... (laughs) A lot of lawsuits and people claiming they wrote it, and it is brilliantly produced because you they started today and worked backwards. Oh, and love every it. time you think, okay, we've determined who wrote the song, it's wrong because then they'll Stop. go back another year and then another year and another year, and it's like the best because it really does kind of unpack the the fallibility of um, memories memory and and how we might believe something to be true yeah is it beanie men <clears throat> who i think men. it is baha men beanie men yes men. like i believe nobody in this story is telling a lie they all believe they wrote it it is so great wow oh my god i can't wait to see this Oh, so, I mean, I was going to say this to talk about, you know, in an uh, upcoming episode, but I was having this thought because I, Ren had not seen the Jinx. Oh, yeah. So, and of course, that's like one of our favorites, right? Yeah. And don't you feel like, must see, and don't Mm -hmm. you feel like that really kicked off the, yeah, like docu-series wave? Yeah, it changed everything. And maybe didn't kick it off, but it changed our changed. expectations about what should okay. be included. Okay. This is great that you say that it changed our expectations because in going back and watching it, and it's only been like like three or four, maybe four four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's boring. 
kind of. Mm-hmm. Like Ren has not made it through a whole episode. He keeps falling asleep, and I keep wanting, I keep shaking him and going like, "No, no, it's gonna get good. Like you have to keep watching. We're only through. This isn't even the good part yet." Yes, and I, because that's kind of how it is too. It does take a little while. But, yeah, it's a long story. That's for sure. So then I was thinking, like, oh my god, is this the Tiger King? Yeah, f- like phenomenon or yeah. whatever you want to call it. This, because you and, got me thinking about that. Yes, and then our it, appetites have changed, which makes me nervous. And here's why: <laughs> this yeah. mirrors reality television. Absolutely, I was going to say that. So you cannot even watch my season because you would be so bored. Probably mine too. Hmm. Oh, this makes me, I'm like getting panicky feelings for the future now because it makes me think like, so. Yeah, because there's, not, there's not a lot of places you can go from there. Right. And so here's my question that like I, I, I had to like kind of play, you know, the other side of it. And, and is it just that we are in a digital age and that now more things are caught on camera and that there's mm-hmm. always been this. You know, there's always been a Joe Exotic, <laughs> you know. Yeah, there has history. always been a Joe Exotic for sure. And we're just going to now start to see those stories because they're captured. Yeah, and I think if you put out uh, Tiger King 20 years ago, the reaction wouldn't have been the same. I think people would have been mm. appalled rather than Oh, compelled. for sure. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I really do. I think people would have been like, this is disgusting trash. And that's kind of how we saw like Jerry, uh, what's it called? Yeah, Jerry Springer. Springer. Yeah. Was, yes. We watched it, but there was a sense of like, this is sick. And like before all of those, oh, I, what do you even want to call them? Just like fringe personalities or, yeah. or odd, kind of oddball individuals. Mm-hmm. And even... even I don't even know, like non-normative behaviors, well, I, like social behaviors. <laughs> I don't nice even know what to, to call in. them. Yes, <laughs> would be kind of kept behind closed doors. Yeah, there'd be shame. And once everything's out in the open, mm-hmm. and then where, like, kind of where do we go from here? Is it just up in the ante every time, and is it just for viewership? And now, did like the Tiger King set a new bar? And I do just, see. Like, what do we? <clears throat> I see little tiny glimmers of what I would consider to be like a reset kind of like um you know you had the flappers in the 20s and they were provocative they cut their hair they wore short dresses and they wore high heels and they were like kind of like thought of as loose women Mm -hmm. and then the reaction to that became modesty so I do understand that these are cyclical and things ebb and flow um but I see things like um Anna Wintour, the editor of Vogue, yeah. she has a flip phone instead of a mm-hmm. smartphone. And mm-hmm. I see like, when I see things like that, I think, okay, like when the tastemakers start Got going it. back, then maybe, maybe it'll be a reset. Yeah. I feel like we need a little reset. You know, and that also makes me think of ASMR videos and yeah. videos of people just op- like unboxing something, whatever, that we yes. almost want a stripped down, raw, Honest to God. Like, and so that I think is that, the, you know. The virus situation is encouraging that too. We're excited about bread again. 
oh my God, the things I'm excited about. It's really <laughs> crazy. So maybe that'll be a silver lining that we kind of get our a little bit of a reset on yeah. our tastes. We've definitely, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, one okay, thing, okay. this is something that everyone can agree on, by the way, that this is in good taste, and that mm. is Uncommon Goods. Oh, my gosh. Do I love that website. How, I'm excited because. So half of your gifts I've ever <laughs> got you have come from there, just so you know. We are psyched because we're working with Uncommon Goods now, and I'm psyched because this is my number one go-to, like you're saying. Yeah. When I need a gift or want to buy something different is the first stop something uncommon to. maybe <laughs> right and so i was so psyched because mother's day's coming up graduations are coming up even if commencements might not be they're still graduating you still got to get them a gift mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you should check out uncommon goods do you not love their stuff? So many personalized options. And I got... Oh my, this is so crazy. I saved, like, when Ren and I first started dating, I was flipping through this magazine that had, like, gift ideas to get, you know, your loved one. And they had this custom viewfinder. You know those old school yes, viewfinders? yes. And I was like, this is so perfect. I cut it out of the magazine and I saved that picture in a file... Guess what website has that viewfinder? No. And so I'm going to get that. And That's really do, cool. And it comes with a little code, and then you like send in the code, and it like lets you put all your f- photos in it. And so I'm going to do our first year together in a viewfinder. That's really special. And see, that would make a great gift, too. That's I hope something. He can't hear me. Mother- <laughs> and if you can, pretend like you didn't hear that. Yeah, one. What? he'll be psyched. They have, as Sarah said, tons of personalized stuff. They have like kitchen stuff, wine stuff. Basically, anybody that's on your gift list, they'll have yeah. something that's different, Garden unique. stuff, yoga stuff, tech stuff. It feels really special. I got my mom um, this bowl, a serving platter bowl that has a tree in it. She's obsessed with the tree of life. Oh, yeah. Um, and it. You can add your last name to it and then like the year that your family was formed. It's so special. She's going to die for that. And it's painted by a local artist. So they're using a lot of local artists to make the items and personalize them. It's just really great. And they give money. I can talk about this for freaking I know. I mean, for real. I can go item by item and be like, okay, and this is my favorite thing. And this is what you should get this person. And have you seen the gratitude tree? (laughs) We'll put it on Insta because people will want to see Yep. And they donate a dollar for every purchase to organizations like RAIN, which is the Rape, Abuse, and Incest oh, National Network. What? I so love that. beautiful. I didn't even know that. Uncommon Goods knows that finding the perfect gift can be hard, so they want to make it fun and easy for our listeners. Go to uncommongoods.com and you get 10% off your purchase if you text CANDY to 56320. That's uncommongoods.com. And don't forget to text CANDY to 56320 for 10% off. Isn't that great? It's the best. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Um, but yes, I agree with you that this is what's happened with reality TV. And I always yeah. talk about how whether you love Trump or not, he is a product of our changing tastes culturally and the ways yeah. that we have decided that being entertained is more important than other things like experience uh-huh. or whatever. And so it matters. There's consequences. God. And speaking of reality TV, your article was so good. Thanks, Sarah. If you guys have not read it, 
It was what starring on on seven seasons of MTV Challenge taught me about losing control. And it's like basically how to stay sane during this lockdown. (laughs) I mean, you you hit the nail on the head (laughs) with things that are important. Like the stuff, the stuff doesn't matter. People do. Yeah. Well, that's for sure true. Even in the nicest looking house. Yeah. Who cares? You end up spending all your time in one room anyway. (laughs) It's so funny. Well, and like you and I kept saying how quarantine felt very familiar to us. Yep. And, but it's just worse on the show because you don't even have TVs or anything. I really want, like, I know it sounds stupid and petty, but I want people to really imagine what their life right now would be like, but without anything to do. Oh my God. And, and then in a house with people they don't really like. Uh, ah, it's terrible it's awful <laughs> it really is and i remember the one the challenge that i was on with uh the one where trishel quit and yeah. so i was already in thailand and they kept me around you know I, f- just to make sure like as an alternate really so i had oh, yeah. two weeks of total freedom but still like in vacation mode where I knew everybody else was on the challenge and I Mm. knew where the challenge house was and I was (laughs) staying at the same hotel as the crew. So I rented a a scooter and I would drive by that challenge house and it was like down, you know, a windy road. Nobody could see me. Like I did, I just drove by like where the turn was. And every time I just felt this like wave, this rush of freedom (laughs) and like total, I just like, Oh, empowered! Just <laughs> Did I don't you know ever what see it anybody? was. Like, like gave a finger to it as a. Not even like I was pissed. I mean, I was a little pissed, but like, not, I wasn't. I was just like, ha ha. Yeah, like so. You're long, not in suckers. control now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ha ha. Have fun living in your. You know. And at that time, there was a broken air conditioner and a bunch <laughs> of little stuff that you don't even realize. Like, for example, to make it look good, they p- repainted the deck. The week before mm. we started with this black paint and I, I'm like in Thailand, you know, and got a great tan going on. Of course, I buy the white bathing suit thinking that's mm. going to be super cute because like it looks so good, makes me look tan and lovely. And uh, of course, yeah. And it's in Thailand. So the paint never really dried. No. And they like painted and you would sit and it would like all peel off onto shut everything. It was just up. like black paint that would just float on the top of the pool. It was, I mean, like you don't see that on camera, but you know, if everybody's well, like, white clothes were like a little purpley, that <laughs> would be why. That's why I mentioned in the article, like the biohazards. Because it's usually a problem that would never be on camera because it's in the bathroom, in the toilet, or the showers. Yeah. And how would you know that? You wouldn't as a viewer. And it's also why it's not a priority for production to resolve. Because you don't see any of that. Yeah. It has nothing to do with story. Right. Yeah. And that's why they didn't even bother to paint uh, the top three feet of the ceilings in the house I lived in in Brooklyn. Can you believe that? The roller, the roller marks, you know, like, like they didn't even <laughs> bother to insane. get the ladder. They're like, yeah, no, the camera hey, won't even film up there. It's when you were on the real world, did they allow you to have a camera? Oh, a, a disposable camera. That then they would. Um, Which is now like an obsolete thing that doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. They, they had, developed the photos and they'd take out the ones they didn't want you to keep. 
No, I I think I wasn't able. Oh no, I think I was. Do, I got to keep all of them. I just wasn't able to develop. I wasn't them. able to keep all mine. Oh wow! <laughs> what weren't you able to keep? Like anything that would. Um, I think it was like production, like showing how the sausage is made. Basically, everything we do now on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, I had a. Right, everything we do on Patreon. I love it. It's so funny you say that because, like, I went through all, you know, now that I've cleaned out my whole house, I have found, uh, uh, I found a whole bunch of um, stuff from Challenge Houses that I have, you know, kept over the years. Like, I have the bedspreads and um, oh some pillow God. covers and, like, nice tapestries from Turkey. I kind from of the house. love your hoarding. Well, and I wanna, I wanna like, you know, give that away on Patreon. Hello, oh my god! Because like challenge so nice. people wouldn't, you, and it, you wouldn't even know that it's from a challenge house unless you were like a real, like yeah. it, there's nothing that yeah, says like it's that. Cute. So you, can, you can, yes, it's beautiful. It's like this Turkish embroidered tapestry that's fucking gorgeous. I it must think have cost really an arm nice. and a leg too. And I asked him, I was like, you know, do you mind if we if I keep this? And they're like, yeah, sure. You know, are you sure you want to get rid of it though? Yes, I've had it for so long. And like, I really thought, I was like, maybe I'll turn it into something. But they're just, you know, a different color scheme than what I use in my house. And it's beautiful. But I feel like, I feel like it needs to have a home where somebody's going to appreciate nice. it all. You know? Well, and that you're reminding me also, because Sarah is doing a giveaway on our uh, Q&A for yes. some of these challenge items. Like when people come to our Q&As, then we give a winner a prize. Um, but I was thinking we need to... I need to film the 420 episode. Like, oh, for sure. And then put that on as well. Oh, like, especially 100%. if I'm I'll film smoking it too. something. <laughs> right? And then we can put it together. We could do it yeah. on Zoom or whatever. Oh, my God. Yes. so funny. This is great. I love this. I love it. So if you want to be our patron, just go on there. It's patreon.com. <laughs> you can watch Susie. Get stoned. <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. That's going to be worth every penny. Another thing that's worth every penny is a modern fertility's um, kit that you can take to find out what's going on with your uterus and your body. Oh my God. I'm what so... better time than to modernize, you know, anything totally. medical or trips to the doctor? You don't well, have yeah, to go. Yeah, because now we're, the jig is up. Like we all know that we can do this crap at home for a fraction of the price yes. and modern fertility's got you covered. I just heard from a bunch of brainiacs who got theirs and were so excited because they were empowered by these results. You can find out, you know, if you have viable eggs and, you know, if your body is producing everything it needs to, or, um, if you have, uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, things like that, that are really important to know. And if you did this at the doctor, it would cost over a thousand dollars, but with modern fertility, you can do it for 159 bucks. You just do a little tiny finger prick, send the sample back, and then they send you all the results and your hormone levels and stuff. And right now, um, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash brain candy. That means your test will cost $139 instead of hundreds or thousands it would cost oh God, at a doctor's that's office. Crazy. Yep. So great. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash brain candy, modernfertility.com slash brain candy. Sarah and I were saying we have this theory that um, quarantine's changing our bodies a little bit. Yep. Like, for sure. 
like things seem to be different now. So might as well get a test. See see what you find out. See what's out. going on. Yeah. What if it's like you are extra fertile? You've been nesting for so long. I wouldn't be surprised. I know. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't be surprised if like you do become more fertile. And like, you know, I mean, I'm putting on a little bit of, uh, you know, extra the COVID, LBs. The COVID-19. The co- <laughs> yeah. The COVID-19. The COVID-19. <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. That's a great joke. Um, yeah, but you know, and they do say that like, uh, that can sometimes help. Oh my God, that's true. Not too much, but you know, if you're a slender person in the begin to begin with, more cushion for the pushing. Yes. There you go. I ain't mad at it. (laughs) No way. You, I'm jealous of your meals. Oh my gosh. Yummy. I want to be in quarantine with a chef. Let me tell you, homemade pasta ain't nothing like it. Amen. Amen to that. Um, so good. I read this totally interesting um, personality study that was done. This was on getpocket.com, which is a website mm. I hadn't ever heard of. I, Excuse had, me, I don't know that. I don't know that either. <clears throat> yeah, it was through a tweet I saw this and I was so excited to see it because it was the longest running personality study that wow. had ever been done. I love these. Me too. We love a good longitudinal. Mm-hmm. And um, now there's a t shirt. <laughs> Maybe that'll be our next one. People will be like, is this a euphemism? Could be. Yes, it is. Yes. Um, They tested people at the age of 14 and then again at 77. Wow, that's a big one. Huge gap. And what they found was that you're basically a completely different person. Well, heck, that's good news. It, well, I guess it depends. <laughs> it depends well, on where you yeah, started. Yeah, it depends on who you were when you were seven compared to... Uh... Yeah, so like they tested self-confidence, perseverance, stability of moods, conscientiousness, originality, and desire to learn, which I love Those are that those are the traits that they tested. And the correlation suggested no significant stability of personality at all. What? And like there, they said there's growing neuroscience research that supports like the ancient Buddhist belief that our notion of a stable self or personhood is nothing more than an illusion. Whoa, that was mouthful. <laughs> the well, notion of a stable self or personhood is just an illusion. So can, that can be unsettling, I feel like, but I, or I thought, it shows that there there's neuroplasticity and that. Well, and we you can could be, be whoever rewired. you want. Yeah, and you can rewire your brain. We know that. Yeah. So I, at first I was kind of disconcerted, and then Ooh. I thought, you know what? This can be a positive thing. Yes. And I, I think it tells us that you, you have two options. You can either be in control and, and have a, a kind of say in how your brain is wired mm-hmm. or you can be you can just allow it to happen for you which often makes for connections that are like faulty wiring i guess you could put it that way okay so you, know? you feel like because like it, could go ahead if it fires together it wires together yeah so like for example if you you know, nobody's born thinking they're an idiot. 
But if you are in a house where you have a parent who says, oh, you're an idiot all day long, you believe, start to believe that you are. Yeah. Now you leave that you know, house and you are on your own and now you're like, man, my relationships are really suffering and I have you know, bad communication in relationships and blah, blah, blah. And then you go to a therapist and that therapist is like, oh, let's reparent ourselves. You're going to do a lot of like... Um, you know, like reparenting of yourself. I mean, I don't know how else to kind of describe to it. Undo. To kind of undo all yeah. that and to rewire that. And you can by reparenting yourself and by kind of countering those thoughts and saying, okay, well, now I'm like, I'm a grown person. Am I really an idiot? Am I, what does the evidence say? No, I'm smart. I'm capable. I'm, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you can rewire that. And change and and like snip and, and snip and clip old, uh, uh, I don't know, cords for lack of a better word. Yeah. So we know that with neuroplasticity. So you can either be in control of it. Yeah. Or you can kind of like let those connections happen, and sometimes they're not connected to the right place. Well, right, and you know, think of the experiences you have in your life from the age of fourteen to seventy-seven. It's all the formative mm. stuff, like. In terms of oh life my choices, God, and for sure. So, I it stands to reason that those things would have great influence over who you become. But when you look at a picture of yourself at fourteen, don't you think? I don't know. Just you, you still see yourself, and yeah. you relate to that person. But I mean, scientifically, it's kind of like you're totally different. Yeah, and chemical, like, don't they say that, that all of your cells have regenerated too? So you're really, like, not even the same. Ooh, that's kind of, that is, like, creepy, but hopeful at the same time, and it's very strange. Yeah, kind of unsettling in a weird way. Yeah, but if you kind of see it as empowering, then it's not as freaky, but. Yeah. Yeah. I was excited. Yeah, and it really shows, like, the importance of mindfulness, the importance of, you know, um, kind of like, like what you think and and what you your perspective and and those thoughts really matter. Right, because it's if you see it as this isn't just something happening to me but that I'm right. involved in yes. and you're an active participant, then it's yes. not as freaky. Right. Yeah, because <clears throat> like what are, so what are those traits they said? Go over those again. Okay. Cuz so, like and they're not fixed. Okay. Self-confidence, perseverance, oh. Yeah. Stability of moods, conscientiousness, originality, and desire to learn. Wow. And you can even look at, you can look at someone who experiences any kind of trauma, and we all have in in whatever way, and how, and their level of resilience and how they reacted to it or what, whatnot can make anything in those categories better or worse. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. When you hear those traits, do you think... For you, that you've stayed pretty much consistent, or do no. you see the difference? Oh, okay. so much change. Self confidence, huge. Yeah. What's going on now? What's what do you? How's the oh, comparison? I think after after leaving like my marriage, that was mm-hmm. a big one. I think and going did through, it help you or? Oh or yeah, it help? really helped. It really really helped because it was like, oh, you are strong enough to do that, and you can, you know, survive. Okay. And watching myself on the challenge and seeing, you know, what a pushover I was and how I kind of like, I don't know, 
sacrificed uh, some of my own, not too much, not in any way that somebody would notice, but like I would just laugh along for the sake of laughing along, and now I would stand up and you know have a yeah. voice and maybe speak out a little more when I when not a little more, a lot more when there and started to do that more. Oh, and that's it's, great. I think it's just being like, you know, I know what I know and I know what I don't know and I know yeah. that that's a whole bunch and I'm okay with that. And yeah, so you just learn it's more like acceptance than self, more like increased self-worth, which I think yeah. in turn increases self-confidence. I was just really? telling this to Adam, like separate from this um, article, I was telling him how I used to be so confident and now I have no none. <laughs> Oh, I'm only laughing because that is because I don't want to cry. Um, so uh, no, just you know. But I, it's so I see you as such a capable person. So oh, it's that's nice. I, it just like makes me sad to hear that because I look at you and I'm like, man, she. You know what, so Sarah? Cool. Maybe now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it's the Dunning Kruger thing where I just yes. like you said, we know what we don't know, and yeah. instead of me having peace about it, I'm like disturbed or something. Yeah, I don't well, and know. Also, and also, you know, I, I I say this with clients a lot, and this is especially with people who are high achievers and who are very motivated and yeah. who are naturally driven. That there's always this feeling of it's not inadequacy, enough. inadequacy, yeah. mm-hmm. and if we relabel that as a motivator, a motivating factor, and look at that as thank goodness for that skill. Thank goodness for that, because that is what has pushed you to achieve what you've achieved. And, yeah, and what, sure. no matter what it is, whether it's like being a good mom or being like who it doesn't even matter. It could be like, I'm going to perfect this banana bread. Like those, it's <laughs> all it's, you can look at it as instead of the opposite. Because what's the opposite of that? What? Complacency, like being like, yeah. no, this is fine. <laughs> right. I'm good with just this, that. putting this. I don't, I'm, that's fine. Uh-uh. And no, that but like would be, you, know, you would that's not doesn't sound like You know how we have we want. talk about that voice that we talk to ourselves and how mean we can be to ourselves. Oh yes. Things yes. we would never say to someone else. A I, critical voice. I mean, she is noisy and she's always telling me I'm a loser. It's so rude. So, and you know what? <laughs> she, she tends to come out as they all do when our like fear response when we're in high stress situations because that different system is activated we're operating from the limbic system that's like reactive that's that that is a little girl who's defensive and is going to react and use the same skills that she used when she you know so it's it's doing things that they call either top down or bottom up processing so top down like either changing your thinking like like i was saying like challenging those thoughts like what's the truth here am i Mm -hmm. really inadequate am i really an idiot am i really like uh, not achieving things or whatever yeah or bottom up which is controlling the physical body and focusing on deep breathing and yoga and meditation and practicing mindfulness and doing grounding exercises and listening to a, a guided meditation for, um, you know, loving kindness and those things that work on regulating that system. And yes. I need to work the on that. End. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how, like, because yes, you can yes, do those. Yes. And that's exactly what I was saying before about like, we can change our personalities, but you have to be in control. So you can like let those emotions, you can let that little girl who's like, 
you know, you can let her run the show, which will wire your brain a certain way and bring out, elicit certain kinds of emotions and like personality traits. Or you can like take over and activate that different, more executive functioning and let that person run the show. But it it takes effort and work and you have to be really mindful and, and intentional about it. Yeah, it is hard work. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I loved it. I really did. Because it's so true and I know a lot of people struggle with that. And that is also something that is worsened by social media because you compare your real self to everyone else's pretend self. And so then you feel like hot garbage. And I am over all these challenges and and Me too. Bo- like here's the thing. I was telling my mom this because my mom was like joking. She's like, I feel like I'm wearing a wetsuit over my body. Just like a wetsuit of skin that I can't take off that's just like on there now. And that's just how it is because, you know, I've been sitting at home and eating the whole time. And she was like feeling guilty. I'm like, Mom, nobody's going to develop a new coping strategy right now Mm. you're not going to like out of the blue be like yeah you know i am maybe you are and good for you if you are oh that's good but that is not (laughs) typical we're utilizing old ones and so give your i just want everybody to give themselves a little this turning into sarah just lecturing and giving a therapy it's great advice but like just don't just like just relax like you know give yourself a little bit of compassion understand you know like what we're going through. And that's, yeah, it's that's no that. big whoop. You're it's fine. It's no big whoop. You're doing fine. I so promise. good. And you're not a loser. And neither are you, Susie. Neither are you, Susie. Not at all. Badass <laughs> <No>. bitch. <laughs> I know, but it's. I think it's something a lot of people struggle with. So it I is. like to tell the truth about it. Yeah. but And this is like, you know, I'm saying this to you and to me. Sure. Yeah. I'm not like the master of this myself. I'm like saying this is like, Sarah, you're also fine. So, <laughs> but I I am encouraged in the end by the personality thing because I think, well, hey, that means there's uh, unlimited potential and options of who you can become over the course yes. of your life. So why don't you pick a good one? Yeah, and if you really want to, if there is something that makes you, you know, like everybody has the power to change. Like, I tried to not stop being a know-it-all. I mean, that's, like, a really funny thing for me to say after I just lectured for a half an hour. Wait, but, you tried to stop being a know-it-all? Yeah, like, in class, really. Like, answering all the questions. <laughs> like, that was really hard for me. But I was like, I'm going to change my personality and not be really that person. hard for you. I love Susie, it. come on. It's that, so- Yes. I had to stop. I had to realize that I didn't have to prove yeah, how I smart I... I mean, instead, I got a podcast where I... <laughs> yeah, no, but that. it's a better outlet. See how maybe cool. it's a be, it's a more appropriate yeah, totally. outlet. This is like where people go and they like want to hear. Like, maybe. did you decide you help. didn't want to be a class know it all because you thought people wouldn't like it, or just because you thought it wasn't good for you, or um, all the above? And then yeah. you really, I really thought long and hard because you told me something once that really stuck with me. Oh, is you say uh, you told me, um that the that person in class you know sometimes can be difficult to have even 
if they are answering all the questions right and they are engaging, you know, in conversation because then all of the students rely on you for the answer and nobody else participates. Well, that's And then for the sure. professors don't like that either because, you know, and so I was like, this is all true. And then well, I, and like, I know people do, really do that to answer? you too. What do you mean? Like rely? Like in group me- projects and stuff? A hundred percent they do. you do the work and they were right. <laughs> they were totally right. That did stop in grad school when I met my, my uh, equals. Yeah, and right. I was like, "Damn, you already finished it! I didn't even open the, the, the assignment yet." Right, I didn't it's even like open all the, the overachievers together. They're all the overachievers, and then yeah, so that was funny. <laughs> but yeah, I don't even mm. know what we were talking about. Oh yeah, Who cares? what I wanted Whatever. to change. We're just surviving. Just, just everything about me, I want to change. You know. <laughs> right well, after I was like chill, everybody's fine. <laughs> like wait, here's maybe the list we are of things losers. I need to chill <laughs> or need to change, but. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I did see, this is just in passing, that same um, Instagram, Instagram account that I follow, History Cool Kids or whatever it is. Um, they had a picture of this dude named Adam Rayner mm-hmm. who was the only person that we know of that was a dwarf mm-hmm. and a giant. Excuse me? Excuse so me. So did that even out? <laughs> right, and then he was just average. That's hilarious. How do we know that there aren't more of these people walking around? <laughs> what if we're all? Well, oh, that's all of us. Um, no, he... Because um. by 19 years old, he was um, under four feet tall. So this is a... Typical size dwarf, Mm -hmm. a person with dwarfism. Mm -hmm. And then by 33, he was seven feet, two inches. Stop it. That's, it would, he had a, um, apparent, they think that he had a tumor on his pituitary. I was going to guess that. Yeah. And it was like all of a sudden, and it was so cool to look at him because he looked like, you know how different types of dwarfism have different features, um, physical features, so they might mm-hmm. take on certain size head or mm-hmm. eyes or whatever. So he rem- resembled the guy, the boy from um, Big People, Little Little People, Big World, mm-hmm. but seven feet tall. Like he had that similar look. Okay, I'm going to look right now. Okay, Adam Rayner. So his facial features resembled those of people with dwarfism, but then he was humongoid. Wow. In, wow. Interesting. That's what an really... interesting life he must have led. I see. That's really interesting. Huh. Because can you imagine if, you know, your entire childhood until you're 19, believing you were a little person and you were going to be forever... And probably experiencing like the novelty and annoying stares and things like that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you become humongous and then experience the gawking of that. More than even that, I add on the physical pain. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Because the I mean, have you even like that pain of a growth spurt? I never thought of that. It's so painful, like when your bones grow. And so his body grew at a really fast rate. 
that would yeah, probably, that probably cause... was not pleasant. Not at all. And during a time where I feel like you're more... In, I feel like when you're younger, you don't even, like, realize when you get hurt sometimes. <laughs> yeah, they don't care. You're like, they they're don't, like rubber. Cares. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're going through that in your adolescence, and which is already an awkward fit. That's, that's very sad. Yeah. I, but I, I can't I, yeah. speak to what his experience was, but I thought that now, picture see, was interesting. might make for a really good documentary. <laughs> right? But we just didn't but have... But we don't have but the we don't footage. Know. Right. So I wonder... Because maybe yeah. that would have been a really crazy story. And, I mean, it still is. Yeah. I When I went to that Ripley's uh, Museum in New York, man, it, mm-hmm. was that fun. I mean, it is fun. I must be a, the, the who that's geared towards because I really love... No, everybody likes that. Okay, okay, okay. Cause it, Everyone it, does. That's it, why that Guinness Book of Records sells so much. Oh, my God. It's so fun <gasps> to see oh the extremes God. of human behavior and... Uh, circumstances what What except i saw this crazy i think it was an episode of oh gosh that show with the guy who did the correspondence dinner oh my god i always forget the name of it i can't remember right now i'll remember it maybe in the end when i finish the story but um it is about how the Guinness Book of Records is used by dictatorships. Why? Like, there, there's something about them getting entered and winning all of, uh, like, a, winning a lot of titles. Like, they almost, like, pay for it and, like, buy their way into there because it, like, somehow, like, normalizes what, like, they're... I'm doing a terrible job of explaining this. You should definitely <laughs> check out that episode, though. I promise he does a way better. Hassan oh, Minaj, Oliver, and it's called oh, something, something, uh, something with Hassan Minaj. That show, it's really oh, good. Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so he was talking about how dictators like to um, use yes. Guinness World how, Book of Va- Records to validate something. Yeah, how it's kind of like propaganda. Oh my god. Yeah, like look at how well we do with this. Look at Yeah. Oh, so it's like for the feats, you know, like Yeah, yes. Feats of strength and stuff. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm gonna look oh Google god. it right now and see. Oh no, it's John Oliver who does right. it. Okay. Okay. Yes, I knew it was one of those shows. It's late night tonight or like last week tonight with John Oliver. And so he talks about um yeah, it says the Guinness World's records cozy relationship with stunt happy dictators. And it's what? very interesting. It says, I promise you in 20 minutes, you're not so much going to be wondering why we talked about Turkmenistan and why we're never <laughs> talking about anything else ever again, blah, blah, blah. So he talks about how it's truly deeply and compellingly odd, this unsettling relationship between authoritarian governments. Um, that is so bizarre. Yeah. So check it out because it's like you can get like you can just Google that and it's it's um, there, there's a clip right there. You can like, you know, anywhere you can just watch. And it's fascinating because you'll be like, oh, I'll never think about the Guinness Book of Records you know, the same. And I can totally see how they're doing that. I got to say, I wouldn't be mad if they stopped with all of that except for the sort of like height and like Yeah, long like longest nails. fingernails. <laughs> yeah. That's the one I care about. Like longest hair, yeah, longest like fingernails. Birth I don't care like how many people danced in unison to Michael exactly. Jackson's thriller. Because that's what it is that they're getting. And they're like, yeah. wow, look at how it's like a big show. See that that should be the part that gets. 
How the fuck do these does this company make their money? By the way, I'm telling you, they pay for it. Like these so you people, pay you pay. For an yeah, you have to pay to get. I don't like it. Somebody to come out there and yeah, you have to watch this. This yeah, now thing I'm all mad because it'll break it down for you and show you what's involved in just getting uh, like in. You know, they have like the standards that people can enter, but then the the other ones like you have to yeah, like pogo to have stick somebody underwater. From, yeah, you, like you have to pay for somebody to come out and like authenticate or or, or I don't know Fuck whatever that. you call it. I'm mad now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you should be. <laughs> so is John Oliver. <laughs> Good. I so. knew that I had the, a British sensibility at heart. Um, <laughs> yes, all right. Well, make sure you sign up for our Patreon, everybody, because we are going to put a lot of stuff up on there. We have tons yes. of interviews, challenge for, uh, giveaways, Patreon pieces of the challenge house. <laughs> Candy. And then uh, please subscribe to the show and please leave us a five star review. We love you. Yes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.